Better and Longer with the Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the fitness show. Today I have a ton of interesting things to talk about. Um, at least I think they're interesting, but I'm just coming off of hosting the inaugural DC Wonder Woman Run series, our first ever 5K and 10K we hosted in Sacramento, which was incredible. And the week before that, I hosted, I believe for the fourth year in a row, the Detroit Goddess Half Marathon 10K 5K, which was amazing and full of so many friends. And I've had some other cool things go on, so I'd like to share that with you. And I'm going to start with um, a very exciting occurrence for my morning mile program. So some of you know this, some of you don't, but I own one of the largest school running programs in the country slash world. It's called the Morning Mile. And the gist of the program is that schools that are committed to doing the Morning Mile, um, they provide 30-minute a 30-minute window in the morning before school starts and invite 100% of the student body, their families, and the faculty to come out and walk or run as little as much as they like. So um, music is played. The kids get a 30-minute window. They can show up at the beginning, stay the whole time. They can show up halfway through after the bus has arrived or after they've eaten their free breakfast. It's really a y'all comment. Join in when you can. Some exercise is better than no exercise. We make it welcoming. We make it fun. We make it rewarding with a really fun system of rewards. And because of that, they come en masse. And when I say mass, I mean on average 65 to 97% of each school student body participates throughout the year. So there are some quote unquote running clubs and they get 15 kids and there's some programs to get a chunk of kids to maybe go 26.2 miles in a month or in a year. And that's all very nice. And there's some that are gender oriented and they take, you know, a dozen of one gender and get them to do a 5k, which is all very nice. But with the morning mile, it's not about a race. It's not about setting a arbitrary number goal. It's about teaching these children, these students and their families the lifelong habit of starting your day with moderate to vigorous activity. And we do it with walking and running because it's a skillless activity for most of us and it requires no equipment and it's a lot of fun. And it could be done at a really slow, easy pace or it can be done really aggressively. And uh, we have some kids who come out, do one lap in the morning, go to class. And I totally celebrate that. And then we have some kids who really push the envelope on their own accord because, again, there's no coaching, no choreography, no instruction whatsoever. And these kids... We have fifth graders that have completed almost 700 miles in one school year. That's approximately four miles in 30 minutes every day. And you know what? They're given 30 minutes, so there's really not much opportunity for them to overdo it. But man, when we unleash them, they do extraordinary thing. And that, that's really what the morning mile is about, is giving the opportunity. Simple rule of thumb is do not call my program a club Clubs are exclusive. That means you have to be a member to participate. So it's, I hate to use the word for, forbid, but we tell our schools do not ever use the word club associated with this program because it's not a club. It's everybody. It's all boys, all girls, all in-betweens. It's all ages. It's all capability levels, which really makes me proud because we have so many children with special needs, whether it's physical or mental, um, come out and thrive 
And it's very exciting to see that because quite often those are the kids who would never make the lacrosse team. You know, skill-wise, they don't have it. Um, but they're, they're all winners at the morning mile, which, you know what? In certain aspects of life, we all can be winners. <laughs> and I say that with uh, full conviction. When it comes to fitness, we can all win. It's not a competition. Some of us may do better than others, go faster than others, lift more, stretch further. Great. But when it comes to living better and longer, we can all do better for ourselves. And so that really makes me proud with the Morning Mile that we have so many people being successful. So anyways, I've got 350 programs around the world, over 20, 20 states, four countries. And um, a few weeks ago, Runner's World, uh, an, an, a writer from Runner's World magazine reached out and said, Hey, Fitz, we would like to do a feature on your Morning Mile program. And this was actually generated by a press release sent by Under Armour, who recently sponsored 50 schools across the United States. And so I said, absolutely. And so the um, the writer called me and did an interview, and I hooked him up with um, one of our Morning Mile coordinators and the principal. And so he wrote what turned out to be an absolutely beautiful article in Runner's World and runnersworld.com. And uh, we provided him with a ton of beautiful photos and I was so happy with the feature, and everybody else seemed to be really happy with the feature, too, because by day number two of this article being published and shared on the Runner's World Facebook page, it was, I don't know how many times it was viewed, but it was shared over 700 times. Shared! (laughs) So think how many people read about it and didn't share. So um, the dream for me is I want, and I hate to even use the word dream because it's just it's absurd. I don't dream. I force things to happen. I implement them. I work hard. So dreaming is not a good word for me. The goal, the game plan is to put this program in every school in the country before I kick the bucket. So I know I've got a heck of a lot of work to do, but that's okay because I'm on a mission and I'm a pushy girl, as many of you know. Um, So the game plan is full saturation of the United States. So having 700 people spread the word bring attention that this program exists and it's available to the, to these people, their children, their favorite school was awesome. And so I started instantly becoming inundated with messages, emails from schools that said, hey, we'd love to get this going. Parents, I want this for my child. And then a few days later, another person from Runner's World reached out and said, hey, I'm the video producer here at Runner's World and I love Jacob's feature on your program can I do a video feature on it? And I said, uh, yes. (laughs) So I provided him with a ton of video footage and photos, and he created the most beautiful video we've seen on this program to date. I mean, it's fortunately, we've had a decent amount. And I say we, I own the program. I don't have a partner. Um, But we as a community of morning milers, this is the best one on our collective program that I like to share with everybody. And um, that, too, made quite a splash on the Runner's World Facebook page and my own page. And I've had a lot of interest, growing, growing interest about this program, which is uh, just the, that's what I need. You know, I need more people to tell more people that the program exists. And, hey, if you want your kids to start off life with a better chance of living better, longer, preventing diseases like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, certain cancers, uh, eating disorder, eating disorders, depression, all of those 
things that are attributed to poor lifestyle habits, if you want to prevent those, we can do that with this something as simple as giving them the opportunity to put one foot in front of another to music with friends in a casual atmosphere and we're giving them rewards. So um, program goes preschool through high school. If it's something that you're excited about and you would love to have in your child's school, your grandchild's school, the school you work at, the school nearby, maybe you own a business or you work at a business and you say, hey, I don't even know any kids, but I think this is great and I would like to fund a program so we can help those kids live better and longer and we'll be able to advertise our business on a banner on their field. That's how it works. I would love for your support. Go to morningmile.com. But, um, you know, that's the cut type of week that makes you bubble over with joy and pride. And it certainly did that for me. So huge thanks to Runner's World. They are the magazine for the running community. And um, I was just super excited. And I still am. I think I'm going to remain super excited about that. So I'm going to go into those races. But before that, I want to tell you about the nonsense. Because um, first of all, I was at the farm yesterday. And you guys know that I go to my friend's farm all the time. And there's so many great animals. But there's one duck in particular. There's there's three ducks and a goose. They're bright white, all of them. And the goose is named after my daughter. It's Ginger. And it's funny because gooses are silly. And this one's like honk, honk, honk. It's so very loud, which reminds me of my daughter. So she was aptly named. But there's one of the ducks, I believe, was injured. Um, used to walk just fine. And then it developed a limp. And now both of its legs are curled under. So it's almost like trying to walk around on your elbows. It's uh, very sad, this sweet duck. But they call her Handy for Handy Capable, which I love because she's a trooper. This little duck works so hard to get around. And um, we used to leave it alone because I thought, you know, I would scare her. But she really likes to be picked up and held. And I pet her little face and kiss her. Oh, my gosh. She is so sweet. But um, Handy, she's she lights up my life. I love this duck. And so now when I get to the farm, I make a beeline for Handy and I pick her up and I cuddle her and um, I go bring her to a little pool where she gets some water and then there's a bucket and she can stick her head in the bucket to eat and she likes to sleep in the chicken coop for some reason. I don't know why she likes to be in there as opposed to hanging with the ducks, but um, absolutely precious. So I'm sitting on this little ramp, which you walk, you used to walk into the barn with yesterday with Handy. So I get home from Sacramento Sunday night, Monday, boom, I'm there at the farm because I want to spend time with my friends. So I got Handy all cuddled up in my arms and I'm petting her and talking to her. And then right next to my face, which I don't realize happens, is Rocky. Rocky's the billy goat. He's a big black billy goat with these mind-blowingly majestic horns. They're huge. Now, if you've been following the... um, the tale of Rocky, Rocky accidentally, I believe, killed my goat Fitz, and that was tragic and so forth. However, I don't believe it was intentional. Rocky is very loving to Fitz, and I think it was just Billy Goat play, and so I hold nothing against Rocky. And Rocky is super sweet. You pet his little face, and he leans into it. He just loves to be cuddled. He loved to have his little beard played with. Um, very patient. There's actually a video on my Fitzness Facebook page and my Instagram account, and if you watch, you'll see... Rocky, sitting there with a little cat, comes up, a kitten, and plays with his beard, and he's just the most patient guy. So, anyways, Rocky, sweet, adorable, smart, but lethally dangerous. He's so strong, and he's Billy Goat. He likes to ram stuff. He's never rammed me before, but he's rammed the fence between us at some point. So, I'm sitting there with Handy, 
cuddling the duck, and now on the right side of me, face, you know, with his nose practically up against my cheek is Rocky. So I'm thinking, oh man, I need to get up just in case an accident happens, right? So I, I'm able to stand up. My my phone falls to the ground, which is just fine. I got the OtterBox. And I, I go deal with Handy and put her away. But one of the things I was thinking about is, does Rocky have any idea how intimidating he is, how intimidating he looks? He even, if there's food around and he's going for it, the big, far bigger donkey and far bigger mule yield to Rocky. They run from him because he's, you know, he's strong and he's got those horns. <laughs> and And I just thought, does he have any idea? I mean, he sees the other goats. Does he know he looks bigger? and stronger and intimidating with these horns? And I'm guessing the answer is probably no, right? And then I thought, isn't that such a cool society where you have no idea what you look like? I don't think any of these animals are hung up on their thighs or their waistlines. I mean, these goats, they've got weird oblong-shaped bellies, and I don't think they care. They have their um, social status, you know, who's in charge, who's kind of lower on the totem pole type thing. But they don't know what they look like. And I just love it because they are, for the most part, very friendly and sweet with each other. I was watching the big, dark mule um, eating grass. And one of the kittens is just lying there as close as possible to its nose. Now, if maybe that mule knew he was scary, he could have intimidated the cat. I don't know. But they, they just are friendly and nice. And, you know, at some point... Our appearance only matters so much. You know, unless you're being paid to model, you're a supermodel or whatever, I don't know how much our actual appearance matters in the world. And and at some point, people are going to start judging us based on our actions and our quality and our ethics and, you know, whether we're fun to be around or so forth. So, you know, maybe for one day we could all be rocky, right? We could just be confident in who we are. And maybe if we are the alpha, people will get out of our way. But we don't have to worry about, you know, whether our legs are long enough or our waist is small enough or any of those things. You know, be a goat for the moment. What kind of good good stuff is that? So I don't know. It's just one of those things you observe and you think, this is an interesting life where nobody knows what they look like. And if we could really turn things around. I mean, at the end of the day, some people are always going to be image focused and um, there's no shame in us trying hard to look our best. So we feel our best. But I also think it's okay for you to feel your best even without you looking fantastic. I mean, last night, so I, it takes me a little while to recover from some of this travel and my California trips are a little harder because there's that time zone thing. So I took a shower last night and I didn't dry my hair. And so I wake up and as you can imagine, this long, thick blonde hair is kind of wiggly and all over the place. And I just, I thought, whatever, (laughs) this is the way it's going to be today. So I brushed it. But I didn't hang my head when I went into the gym feeling like, oh, my hair is so gross. I just went in proud of me for exercising. Yay, Fitz Kohler, you're at the gym. You know, I I just kind of have been going through my day with the weird hair, and I did put it in a bun at some point, but I don't know. We just got to let it go sometimes. Be rocky. Be the billy goat. Don't care what you look like. Just be awesome and see how that works, because I think that's what's going on in Rocky's head. He just thinks he's in charge. And he is, right? He's, and I think he's probably nice. It looks like he's doing sweet nuzzles with the other goat girls. But just be who you are and see how that works out. You know, be the best version of you. In fact, um, there's a movie I watched on the plane. It's called I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. And she hits her head. And, and first, she's kind of a girl with um, 
low self-esteem because she thinks she's a little overweight and not good enough. And so she talks poorly about herself and her friends. And then she hits her head. And even though we can't see any transformation in her mind, when she hits her head, she looks and she sees that she's turned into her version of Hotsy Totsy. And then she takes that same body, same thing she was already dealing with, and she goes and does great things because she feels so good about herself. So I don't know. Be rocky. Be that girl and I feel pretty, but it's just, just <laughs> nonsense observation. And then um, the other thing is uh, coming back, my Uber to the San Sacramento airport the other day was this guy from Afghanistan. He's been in our country for 15 months. And I was asking, I said, oh, what brought you here? And he said, just war. My country is so full of war. And um, I didn't like living that way. Your friend goes to the market and they don't come back. And so I asked, how come you chose America? You know, there's a bunch of other countries to choose from. He said, because we love Americans. Afghanis love Americans. You protect us. You support us. You are the heroes. You are the supermen. And Afghanis love America. And I just thought that was worth sharing because I've traveled the world. And even in Russia, they love Americans. They're like, oh, they, they think that we've got the white picket fence around every building and there's pixie dust everywhere. And that's the reception I've received from people around the world. And on occasion, you hear people say, oh, the ugly American. I don't think they're thinking about that. And I'm pretty proud of this country. I think we've done so much to support other nations and their freedom and um, protect others. So obviously, patriotism is high on my list of things to do and be. But it was great to hear from this guy. Um, I think his name was like Marzai. Sweet potato, someone I'm so happy he's immigrated to this country. He's working hard. He's getting, he has a master's degree. He's working to get more, but so happy he was here. And um, his adoration of America and the explanation that all the good people in Afghanistan love America and they're especially today so grateful for Americans. I thought, you know what, that's nice information worth patting, passing along, and people should be proud of, you know, our country and the goodness that um, entails inside of it. And now, here's Nutso. I'm going to tell you my dream, and then we're going to the races. But I just sometimes I have to get it off my chest and tell you about the weird stuff. And um, a few months ago, it was when Donald Trump was in North Korea, or he was in, was he in South Korea? No, he was somewhere for the summit. Remember the big summit where Trump was going to meet with um, Kim Jong-un? So they go to... Uh, I have the TV on. I fall asleep with it because I'm a political junkie and I'm really excited about this summit. So <laughs> this is what I fall, this is what I wake up thinking in the middle of the night. So I'm sleeping and I've got my dog in my arms. She's spooning with me. She's got her back to me and I have my arms around her tummy. That's often how we sleep, little sweet Piper. She's about 45 pound dog. So she's an armful. But in my mind, I was in this weird situation where I am tucked into a weird bed and I kind of look like a sushi roll. You know how it's a small bed and I have a sheet pulled up and behind me, Donald Trump is sleeping. But in front of me, Kim Jong-un is there <laughs> and he's just a little round man in my mind and I have my arms around him. I'm spooning with Kim Jong-un, which is Piper, but in my mind, it's him. And I turn around to President Trump and I said, why am I doing that? He was like, it's okay, just help with the summit or something like that. So I said, okay. So I continue spooning Kim Jong-un. So 
It's just so weird. But every time I hug my dog, I think of that. And every time I see a mention of North Korea on the news, all I can think about is spooning with Kim Jong-un. So throw that in your bag of tricks of things to think oddly of me about. But anyways, (laughs) I had to share that. That's actually written down. I have sometimes topics that I want to discuss with you guys on the podcast. And um, that's been sitting there for about a month or so that I needed to tell you. So anyways, I'm going to jump back. The goddess, Detroit goddess half marathon 10K, 5K took place in Detroit uh, two weeks ago, which I think is like the third week of September, like September 16th or something. But this race is wonderful. It's on Belle Island, um, which is not a tropical Jamaica island. It's kind of a city island, but very lovely. The race organization is Epic Races. Race directors Eva Solomon, Mary Culberson take over this event. And it's always fantastic. And it is really a true love fest. I've made so so many wonderful friends there. And um, what I like a lot about this race is apparently I've got all these people in Michigan. So how cool for me that I've picked up a crew. I've got a Michigan posse. So I have the Stefaniacs, Katie and Jason. I've got Ross Jones. I've got Shannon. I have Shelly Wilbur, Melissa Limbaugh, um, oh, Janelle Cooper. I have, oh, this was really fun. I mean, gosh, Anna Hodling and Bryce. And I've got Greg Sadler, the photographer. There's endless amounts of awesome people. I know I'm going to miss Marissa Masaraya. Um, Tons of friends there. But Uh, I get a message before the weekend from this guy, Jeff. He says, hey, you don't know me, but my girlfriend, Sheila Aschenbrenner, is one of your hotties, and she's never met you before, and um, can I arrange for her to meet you sometime while you're in town this weekend? And obviously, I say, yes, that would be amazing. And in fact, Carol DeYoung, who I left off the list, she organized basically an Airbnb for all the hotties, or many of them, to stay in, so they all shared a house. They pitched in money, and I think they spent 30 bucks per person per night, and they got this really cute house near Detroit, and I got to ride on the 8-mile road, whatever that is. Me and Eminem were rapping, but uh, it was very sweet, so I told Jeff that we were going to have a dinner, and we did. We had a homemade pasta dinner with garlic bread, and uh, I think that was it. <laughs> it was pasta and garlic bread, which is perfect pre-raised food, um, but we hung out for a while, and Jeff was surprising her. He lied to Sheila, told her that she was being brought to a real estate agent's going away party or something like that. But when she walked in, she she looked over and she was like, Carol, I know you. That's, she was just very confused. But um, uh, it's so nice for me. It's so nice for me to get to meet you all in person. It means so much. So um, Sheila was a little bit in awe and confused. And apparently she's been struggling a little bit with her fitness training. She has family to take care of and her work is demanding. And and I understand that, but um, I think we were able to give her a sufficient kick in the can. And I, I received a selfie of her and Jeff the next morning that they were already out working out. And um, it was just so nice. It means so much for me to get together with you guys. And we made it a pajama party since the goddess race did not host a pajama party. So I got to wear my shark onesie, which I love. And when Jeff and Sheila dropped me off at uh, the hotel that night, I was going to change back into my regular clothes. But I thought, oh, I'm just going up to my hotel room. I'll walk in. I'll walk through as a shark. And instead of just going to my my hotel room... Eva and the Epic Races gang was downstairs in the lobby having cocktails. So guess which shark sat in the lobby for about two hours and uh, chilled out with them? 
yep, <laughs> I was that girl. So, um, yeah, it's sometimes I have no shame. And sometimes it's just about being comfortable and happy. And I was because my onesies are the best. But uh, super fun. Tim Powell and Carla Gonzalez came too. I mean, we had a huge group. Di um, Eileen Lawrence with Dave. I know I'm missing people. Valerie Diem. How could I miss Valerie? I mean, so many of you. But it's a wonderful event. And we got to have fun in the morning. And they have their epic heart heroes. And the heart heroes are women who have overcome heart disease and have committed to a healthy lifestyle. And last year, I think we had three brand new transplanted hearts do our races. This time, we didn't have any brand uh, newly implanted hearts, but we had a lot of women overcome a lot of things. And I think it's a really good lesson and a reminder is that, you know, heart disease or heart attacks can show themselves in a variety of ways. Most of these women talked about symptoms as simple as fatigue, minor breathlessness, you know, fatigue because you just flew from the West Coast is totally normal. Ongoing fatigue that doesn't leave you for weeks or months is not normal. You know, becoming excessively tired, breathless, that's not normal. And folks, it could be as simple as going into your primary care doctor and saying, I know I'm probably ridiculous, but you, could you check out my ticker? I'm feeling a little bit weird. And so many of these women had really close calls. Um, they, they caught it in the nick of time type thing. And they, you know, once the diagnosis was made, a few of them went and had surgery the next day. So don't mess around with your heart. I know we're taking care of our kids or our spouses or just our jobs or our dogs, whatever it is. But we got to take care of us, you know, because if you disappear, you know, you can't take care of anybody. Um, so be proactive about your health. Get those annual checks um, I do every year. I do the gyno exam. I do the mammogram, the the self exams. The doctor was all smushing me. I let her do that. I got my eye exam, my skin checks. I'd see the primary. I do it all. My dental. I get my teeth checked, uh, cleaned, and investigated by my dentist twice a year. Uh, so I might be missing one. I don't think I am yet, but uh, it's important to pursue that is part of your healthy lifestyle. If you're putting in the work at the gym and you're running or swimming or whatever you're doing, don't ignore signs and symptoms. I have my, um, a couple good example is my aunt Donna. She, her husband had some sort of kidney issues and she wasn't feeling so good, but she ignored it because she wanted him to get through his kidney issues first. She didn't want to add on to his problem. So she waited and she started turning yellow and sadly, she had waited a bit too long because she had pancreatic cancer. And I know that one's a tough one to beat, but she she could have been diagnosed maybe five, six months earlier than she did. And perhaps if she couldn't have survived, maybe she could have tacked another six months or a year on her life. So that was um, detrimental to her to wait. And then um, very sweet, <laughs> very popular race director of the Boston Marathon, Dave McGilvray. Dave is a guy who runs about 749 billion miles a year. Literally, he runs his age on his birthday, and he's in his 60s now. So on his 64th birthday, he runs 64 miles. Um, he does the Boston Marathon after most of the athletes running that day have finished. He picks up and goes, starts the race, runs the course, and he finishes at about midnight. He's He's really a uh, epic hero when it comes to athletics. However, Dave has struggled with heart disease. 
And it was a shock to him, of course, but um, once he learned he had it, he changed his eating habits. You know, he wasn't focused on his eating habits prior. And you know what? Most, right? And most, I'm not going to blanket statement. Many runners, many endurance athletes ignore their nutrition because they think, oh, I'm a marathon runner. I can eat whatever I want. Well, P.S., you're still filling your arteries with sludge if you're not watching your nutrition. So Dave has worked hard to manage his eating habits, manage his stress. Unfortunately, he's just been re-diagnosed with some more heart issues. And um, he, I, I believe his symptoms were fatigue. Uh, yeah, I think it was mostly based in fatigue that drove him back to the doctor. So don't ignore the stuff. Don't ignore the pain or the numbness or the the swelling or whatever it is, the lumps and bumps, all of it. You know, hopefully it's minor and it's fixed within a a millisecond or your doctor says you're crazy, you're fine. And hopefully if you do have something that's super concerning, um, you get it fixed for. And I would be remiss if I moved on without um, paying my uh, respects to sweet Ross Jerry Jones, one of my hotties. He um, he lost his wife Saturday morning. She passed away, Marcy. And uh, she was a very sweet woman. She came to the 2017 Detroit Goddess Half Marathon to support um, Ross and just just a sweet, very nice lady, a wonderful couple. So I'm I'm sorry, Ross. I'm sure you're listening because Ross always listens to the podcast. But he's been an absolutely inspirational story here when it comes to fitness. And Ross, I know that you will carry on the memory of Marcy with you and continue to live well because she was very excited about your transformation and she was so proud of you. And um, hopefully, you will lo- use your um, your fitness training to help you feel better and reduce your stress and, you know, hopefully get happy again. So, um, we love you, Ross. I love you, Ross. And I'm, I'm with you. Um, but that weekend, absolutely extraordinary. It's wonderful to, you know, I get to guide so many of you towards your fitness, but then when you show up on race day, when I'm hosting, I get to see it. I get to see you do the thing. I get to see you run through the start line. And I think, wow, look at Janelle go. Janelle is running, hooray, or there's Jason, or, you know, Carol, it makes me so happy to see you do the thing. It's like watching your kids, you know, be in a play or play a sport, and then when I get to be the one to welcome you through the finish line, it means extra to me. I do I do feel that little motherly thing over you guys, which I know is silly because, you know, some of you, maybe I'm older, some of you I'm younger, but I, I love you that much so that hopefully you'll take that the way it's felt. But it's a wonderful race series. If you're anywhere near um, Ann Arbor or uh, Detroit, check out epicraces.com and they have they offer a ton of cool races throughout the year and my discount code fitness works for all of them. Um, so definitely worth um, giving a, an, a consideration. Oh, and here's one of the cool things. So Timothy Powell and Carla Gonzalez, they're a couple, they're a hottie couple. They showed up, they didn't run the race because they had other things going on that weekend, but they came to support the other hotties, visit with me. And this was an awesome opportunity. At some point, while I'm calling in runners, we have a little bit of a, a, a lull. And so I tell everyone who's there, I was like, folks, I'm going to turn your attention over here to my stage. See these two people right here at Timothy and Carlos stand up. Between them, they've lost 400 pounds. And poof, minds exploded. And so if you look at Carla and Timothy, you just it's hard to fathom them so much heavier um, but they were, and now they look like the regular people, just regular fit, 
attractive, healthy people. So it's it's doable. You know, it's nice to have people on display that I can point to and say, for real, this works. They, it was no diets, pills, shakes, supplements. They had to work for it. They ate wisely. They exercised. Um, Carla had bariatric surgery, which there is nothing wrong with that. I know she jumped through a million hoops trying to lose weight before she made that commitment. And um, it was a jump start for her, but you bet your booty, she has to continue eating right and exercising to continue to lose the weight and be in such great shape as she is. So um, very proud, very proud. Detroit Goddess was a slam dunk. I'm so happy I got to be there. And for me, it was in on Saturday, out on Sunday. I got to get back for my son's volleyball game and my daughter's cheerleading and all of that stuff. So win, win, win. Next up, the inaugural DC Wonder Woman Run Series. We launched it in Sacramento this past weekend, um, September, what was the date? It's hard for me to keep tap. September 22nd, I believe. And wow. You know, I can start by telling you is that they have gone full-blown high end on this thing. This is representative of what you would expect from Warner Brothers and from DC Comics. It's big time. It's high quality. Even the tents, the arches, the stages were massive. I mean, the stage I stood on for the expo, you could invite, um, I don't know, Maroon 5 to perform on or the Beatles or whoever. (laughs) It's a real gorgeous stage. And all of this is dedicated to make sure that every race location gets the same awesome experience. It won't be that Sacramento had a first-class experience and then Los Angeles is going to get some sort of rundown local 5K feel. No, it is big-time DC comic uh, Wonder Woman run on tour, and everybody gets it all every time. Um, They had so many fun graphics for people to pose in. And, you know, the first part of this event is the expo, packet pickup. Official merchandise is fantastic. The race shirts are gorgeous. There's no big logos all over them. It's just a Wonder Woman logo up front on the red tanker tee. And in the back, it's hashtag I am Wonder Woman. If you want to look into the race, you can go on social media and use that hashtag, hashtag I am Wonder Woman, and you'll you'll find all our race photos from that weekend. Um, they had a display with the invisible jet um, with some clouds in front. So basically, you go, you sit on this clear stool And you put your hands on the invisible steering wheel and turn your head over and have your photo taken driving the invisible jet, which is super funny. And I guess the thing was back when the Wonder Woman TV show was airing is that she there you could always see the little lady inside the invisible jet. So how effective was it um, getting her to get into places unnoticed because you could always see her through this these invisible walls? But it's super fun. I mean, they just. They did it great. It's Mark Knudsen and the Sun Events team. Uh, very proud to be working with them. And we had the crew from Warner Brothers licensing and events. They came out and they were thrilled to death with everything. At about uh, The race was Saturday night at 530 on the Capitol Mall, so which was right in front of the beautiful uh, Capitol building in Sacramento, the Capitol of California, which here's the deal. I could see the Capitol building, but I never got any closer than about 300 yards from it. Because I was always working, and by the time I was done working, it was late at night, and I was tired. Uh, so I went to Sacramento. I got 300 yards from the Capitol building and never walked over. So I'm feeling a little bit of regret over that, but you know, my reality is what it is. And you know, sometimes at the end of a long day, you just want to go back to your hotel and get some room service. But 
Um, the runners came in, I'd say about three o'clock on Saturday afternoon, and almost everybody was dressed up. Uh, we had the sparkle athletic skirts available, the royal blue with the white stars. There was another type of blue tutu type skirt that they put me in for the race available. And uh, people went all out. We had some basic Wonder Woman stuff, and then we had some super fancy Wonder Woman stuff, and it was just fun. People showed up in good spirits. They came to play. Sure, they came to walk. They came to run, but mostly they had they came to have a great time. And you know, I kept asking our runners, "Are you here for the running part or for the Wonder Woman part?" And across the board, one hundred percent of them said they were there for the Wonder Woman part, and uh, they they certainly were. We had a surprise costume. Par- contest before the race began. I had a little bit of time and Wonder sorry, Warner Brothers provided me with some free movie tickets to give out. So on a whim, um, we just launched a costume contest and people got involved and they were fun. They were fun. And, you know, I asked them, what, what does Wonder Woman mean to you when I was introducing each person? And they liked that she was strong and brave and that she was supportive of other women and, or other people. And here's a deal. We should be supportive of everybody, right? We don't have to just be supportive to women or guys are just supportive to guys. You just got a blanket statement, be nice to others. Um, and I, I feel strongly about that. But one of the women, she or actually two of them, she goes, I like it because she doesn't take no shit from anybody. And I thought, oh, no, we were a G event. Now we're a PG event. So I try to keep the cursing out of it. But, um, but they were sassy and fun. And uh, it was wonderful. I just... I really like those people. We had a little dance troupe perform. We had a DJ perform. We had some video footage of Wonder Woman throughout the years. Um, and then we got everybody over to the start line. Again, the start line arches are awesome. If you're a race professional and you need to have some flags made, tents made, or any sort of sports professional, I definitely recommend checking out Impact Canopy. They do it well. In fact, they create my uh, morning mile banners too. And um, very pleased with them. So I go to Rusty W at... Impact canopies for all canopy for all of my needs, um, banners and such. But it was top notch, and you know, for for me, the fun really starts when the runners get there. You know, I'm not selling stuff, I'm not passing things out. I'm just there, ready to play when people finally arrive to have some fun. And we have a blast at the start line. You know, it's nice when people show up and they're gamers. They're here to have fun. So when I talk to them, they respond and they were woohooing and um, just made my job easy. You know, it's like when you talk to someone and they don't talk back, boring. But when you talk to 1,500 people and they all have some enthusiastic response, it's a great time. Um, We definitely had a bunch of people who have never done a race before that purely came out. Um, We had a (laughs) one woman, I saw her walking around the expo on Friday, and she was in fatigues. So I said, "Um, what race are you doing? And I can't remember if she said 5K or 10K. And I asked why she was there. She was there just for the Wonder Woman thing. I said, well, I'd like to introduce you to the crowd. What What is your rank? She had U.S. Army patch on. That's all I could see. She said, I'm a colonel. Colonel, we had Colonel Nicole Ballier <laughs> out there one in the, running the Wonder Woman run. And boy, is she a real life superhero. So that was fun to introduce her at the expo. And then at the start line, I was also able, 
first I told everyone she was there, but then when she ran by me, she goes, it's Nicole. So I ran down and gave her a big hug. But, um, you know, I love my military. So she was a high point. We had this one woman, Linda, who befriended me. And uh, apparently when she was leaving that day, her husband was a big turkey and said something like, well, you don't have to come home. So she said, fine. And uh, she, I met her because she was buying a skirt and, a, and some other stuff to wear because she wasn't going home that night. And sure, it sounds like, boo, a sad marriage story. But, you know, people go through that stuff. I was just so proud of her for saying, you know what? To heck with him. I am going to do, have this weekend to myself, and I'm going to have a darn good time. So she just she went to Macy's down the road and bought some shorts and a sports bra. She bought our Wonder Woman gear, and um, she had herself a super fun time. So props to you, Linda, if you're listening. She had herself a, both a Friday and a Saturday night vacation. Lord knows what she went home to, but um, I was happy for her. I figured if he's not being nice to you, Stick around with us. We're all very nice, and uh, we were. So that was a good time. And then one of my other favorite runners or athletes, I should say, is, um, I forget her name, but she walked by me at the start line with her walker and a pack of women surrounding her, and she was older. And And I was saying in the microphone, how old is she? And the women just didn't relay the information so I could hear it. And on the way back through the finish line on my laptop, I get everybody's name, hometown, which race they're running, and their age. And that's when I was able to see it. I said, folks, if you're anywhere near this, the finish line, turn your eyes. We've got, oh, I wish I could remember her name. I'm going to call her Lucy coming through. 92 years young. 92. And all I can imagine is the women that were with her were her daughters and her granddaughters and it was precious, and she had that little walker, and that's the type of thing that makes my heart explode at the races. Just watching people who, you know, they have legit reasons not to do this stuff, but boom, there they are. They're doing it. Um, so, so yeah, she was adorable. I had Carolyn and Jim Simpson come. Carolyn's a hottie, and Jim didn't run the Wonder Woman race, but Carolyn did right after doing a half a marathon, that half a marathon, <laughs> half marathon that morning. So Carolyn is just nonstop. And then I had Jennifer and Tara Paradini, and they're wonderful. I mean, just a mother-daughter team and daughters being convinced to do races because of mom. So to watch them go hand in hand, it's it means a lot to me. I've got a little girl. She's 15, and I, I don't normally get to do the races with her anymore because when she shows up to a race, it's because I'm hosting but I love I love seeing it out there. And that Wonder Woman, I saw many mother-daughter teams and quite a few three-generation mother-daughter, granddaughter, or grandmother teams. So pretty cool stuff. And I had my buddy Wallace out there. Wallace is a guy who's in love with Wonder Woman, and he wasn't afraid to show it. And he lit up the event. He just was a delightful person to have. And, you know, that's kind of the deal when you go to races. I mean, you could run alone at any time. You can go up to almost all of these courses. You can go run their path any day of the year. Sure, you could do it with your music, but we show up at the events because of the camaraderie. I mean, I think that's why we're going. We're going for the experience. We're going to be around the other people. We're going for the fanfare, for the excitement at the start line. You know, that's where I think some of these races miss the bus when they just have some guy in an air horn because that's where the community happens at the start. That's the only time you get 
your entire cast of athletes all together, how do we make that moment special? That's what I try to do. I feel like, okay, I'm going to have the best music. Everybody's going to be shaking their head, you know, shaking their tush. They're going to be ready to go, having fun, laughing. They're going to be engaged. They're going to know that we want them there. They have registered for a reason and it means something to us. And we're going to talk. We're going to play. We're going to have a really good time. And then, you know, race organizations spend they put a lot of effort towards making the courses nice and interesting, whether you're just running by a beautiful beach or an interesting part of town, or they've added to those courses by putting a band somewhere or lining up the Girl Scouts to give you a high five. It also, it all just shows some thought. You know, we care that you're here. We know that you didn't have to pay us to run down this road. So we're going to make it a special experience for you. And of course, that finish line means so very much. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love the people. That's 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 why I do it. Sure, I get paid to do it. It's part of my profession. But what I'm excited about, I never get on a plane thinking, ooh, someone's going to write me a check. I get on the plane thinking, wow, I get to go be there with my people, with my runners, with my walkers, with all the people who are trying really hard. And um, we get to have a fun day or a fun weekend together. As I hope you're convinced, if you haven't already done any sort of race, folks, it doesn't mean you have to be a marathoner. You could be a guy who does a one mile event for charity in town. But uh, to be, I had just, right before the 92 year old came through the finish line, I had asked the spectators, I said, is there anyone here who's never done a race? And the hands went up. I said, is that because you're scared to? And they shook their head. Yes. And so once that 92 year went by, I said, those people who were scared to do this race before, do you still feel scared? <laughs> they shook their head no. Um, so so think about those type of things. And whether you do a, a walking, running race, or you do a bike race, or a mud run, or go to some sort of surf competition, I don't know, um, do something. Keep opening your universe because it matters. And then you get to do things like meet, you know, the cool Afghani Uber guy who loves our country. Gives you more feelings of goodness and satisfaction. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, I know I've talked your ear off today, but I want to see you all. I hope that if you're anywhere in the California region in the fall, you'll come out and do one of the Wonder Woman runs. You can use discount code FITSNESS for any of them. That's dcwonderwomanrun.com. Both Rudy and I will be hosting the Monterey Half Marathon in Monterey, California on Veterans Day weekend. I believe our discount code is Team Noisy. I forget how much you save, but just save something. So I encourage you to do that. And where else am I? I've got the Savannah Bridge Run December 1st or 2nd. I think it's the Saturday, but that's in Savannah, Georgia. And my discount code Fitness works there. But I want to see you. That's the moral of the story is whatever you're doing, Stop, drop, and come to one of my events. Lastly, thank you so much for listening to my story about the Morning Mile. Um, it means a lot to me that you guys take interest, and every time you have shared something about my program, I know it has planted the seed for someone to give those children an opportunity to get healthy and fit today and build a habit that will last a lifetime. So, um, Visit MorningMile.com. I'm Morning Mile on Facebook and on Twitter and, or no, that's a lie. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Fitness, F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm pretty heavy-handed on Instagram now and uh, always here to help. I hope you guys are following the exact formula for weight loss, doing your strength training, stretching, balance training, eating wisely, 
and uh, getting to work. Love you all. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.